0: This is ISN Now with Will Charlton and Noah Cowell. And welcome to another episode of ISN Now. And, you know, this is going to be one of the... uh, this, This weekend is going to be an interesting one for Illinois football, to say the least, because they're riding high off a huge upset win, and... The main thing that we're going to have to wonder is, will they put together a full 60 minutes of football again, Noah? That's really what we're going to have to look out for tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. And, you know,
1: it's also a very interesting weekend, not just because of football, but basketball as well. And uh, we actually have a guest with us today. Um, I, I worked with him a little bit a few years back, but a co-host uh, for the Tay and Piper radio show on ESPN 93.5. Lon Tay is with us uh, this afternoon. How are you doing, Lon?
2: I'm doing well, Will. Noah, thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, and, um, you know, it, if no one has ever listened uh, to that radio show, it's, it's pretty entertaining, i got to tell you. Um, <laughs> Lon is on there with uh, Derek and occasionally actually, uh, Kyle, who we actually work with at the Champagne Room, Uh, how often is he on there, Lon?
2: Well, Kyle is, well, you know, because I'm old and I like to take days (laughs) off now, he's on there, it seems like, all the time. But uh, pretty much Kyle just kind of runs the board and kind of stays away. But we try to bring him in for a couple of, especially like, how's the campus looking at this kind of thing? You know, how are the students taking the, the football season so far that kind of stuff and then he does fill in for us uh, if one of us is gone um, as long as he's here so he gets pretty good pretty good amount of airtime there and he kind of the timing of it was kind of perfect with everything going on and and you know with my other business a lot of times I have to miss and and honestly I'm just I'm getting older now to where I like <laughs> to take a day off here or there so. It's it's been a good it's been a good mix or, or match excuse me for Kyle to come on and help us out but uh, Derek Piper he does such a great job of course he's the lead beat writer you know for Alina Inquirer. so that's something that he's a- around the program and I think we both have a pretty good indication of how the football team is working et cetera. so yeah fairly entertaining I try to make it entertaining I don't want to <laughs> always talk about sports so I like to bring up other topics that kind of relate to people in Central Illinois especially.
1: But it's, it's fun. I've enjoyed it. It's going to be 14 years in November. So wow. I've seen a lot of Illinois Very nice.
2: events and talked a lot about Illinois events.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was actually, uh, before this, I was playing a little bit of golf with one of my buds and listening to um, the Wednesday show of you guys just because I wanted to get a little more well-versed in what you guys were talking about. I haven't listened in so long. I really should. It's really entertaining uh, for those who haven't listened. And I got to the last hole and, you know... A day before the homecoming game, I'm seeing other people go right past me, all Wisconsin fans golfing. And, Uh-oh. you know, I, I'm i not going to tell you a lot about my golf game long because it's not worth it. <laughs> but all you need to know is that I'm not very good. And so I get up to that tee box and I absolutely rip one left into the trees and everyone's looking at me and I'm I'm just like, all right,
0: it's time to go. Yeah, it, uh, I'm done. It's just one of those days, huh? <laughs> but, yeah, as we... Uh, <laughs> we like li- li- to digress here on ISN now, of course. Uh, but of course, we get carried away. We introduce our fantastic <laughs> guest, Lante. <laughs> we get uh, carried away, as, as
1: you guys often do on your show <laughs> as well. But. Well, yeah, we wouldn't be good golf partners
2: by the way because all of mine go right <laughs>
1: so, this would not
2: be good for you and i we'd have to park the cart in the middle
1: of the fairway and yeah. walk to our balls yeah can you can you imagine having a cart between the
0: two of us oh what a nightmare it's, it's like when we're riding together Noah. oh no, my god because i pull no, everything as a a lucky it's a
2: frustrating sport it's a great sport but it can be frustrating. That is for sure. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Well, we we won't go too much on a, a on a tangent there. <laughs>
0: well, what can also be frustrating is the Illinois football team at times. Not last weekend, but at times is, they certainly can be. They're certainly confusing, um, as in the first six weeks yeah. of the season, guys. First off, I mean, I just want to hear Lon a little
1: bit about uh, what is your thought process on the roller coaster that has been this team.
2: It is very strange and. I think one thing that I said a few weeks ago on our show was the idea. First of all, I'm always the optimistic one. I always value about another win or two more than anybody. I don't know why. After <laughs> all the years, you'd think I'd figure that out. But I think, I think I was fooled, as I think this staff may have been, a little bit by how good the offensive line was going to be. And I have been around long enough to know that if you have a good offensive line and a good defensive line, you guys even know this at your younger ages there in college. But if you can control the line of scrimmage, then you're gonna you're gonna have a pretty good chance at most games. And I think obviously coming in knowing that you've got the law firm there with two guys that are going to be drafted in the NFL, you bring in a nice transfer addition. You bring in you know Tayral Edwards is another guy at nose tackle. You feel like you've got some uh, stuff coming up on the corner with uh, Gabe Ackes and Seth Coleman and 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 the rest. And so when you looked at that defensive side, I thought, okay, well, good luck running the football against Illinois. And right. and then I thought on that offensive line, I said, you know, you're you're losing Chase Brown, obviously, who was huge, and as you guys know. But I, I wonder how much. And the conclusion, in other words, to spit it out is, I came to kind of the conclusion that. I think Chase Brown made our offensive line look better than our offensive line made Chase Brown look good. If that makes Mm. sense. I think he was able to maybe get through some holes that our backs now can't and he can make something happen. that Second level with his speed and power that maybe some of our running backs can't do. And so I I think that was the most confusing thing to me is just how undominant, if that's a word, the (laughs) offensive line was. And, um, and in, 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 in a weird way, it felt like our secondary was okay, you know, and that was the one where you're like, well, this isn't going to be pretty, losing three guys, four guys uh, right. to the NFL, essentially. But, you know, I, I and I guess to, to wrap that up, I, I think I concluded that I just kind of looked at this team that it should be, I thought it should be better than what it was. And when you really look at things, maybe it shouldn't, you know. But there again, they turn around and beat Maryland last week, and they looked, like a team that I thought they would look like coming into the season, so I, I'm with you guys. It's been a, it's kind of been a roller coaster, and maybe these guys, you know, Jay Layman, who joins us every week, he kind of talked about how um, the offensive line started blocking in different formations this week, where you know a running back is basically just told, hey, do you see this big boy? Just follow him uh, instead of gap blocking, and so maybe they figured something out. Certainly, we'll find out against Wisconsin, and then defensively, if I feel like the linebackers are playing better. We got more, of course, out of Seth Coleman and Gabe Backus and it'd be nice to get uh, Keith back tomorrow, because I think you could certainly use him against Braylon Allen, that's for sure.
1: You, you definitely could, and Absolutely. You know, we've talked about how this team, you feel like you have a picture going into the season, what their potential could be. I mean, they're still... Oh, yeah. Uh, like so many questions to be answered with guys leaving and you have uh, big offensive weapons, potential offensive weapons coming in like Altmire mm-hmm. and a, a completely new look running back room. And then you finally see them start to fulfill a little bit of that potential last week. I mean, they're what double, tr- double team, triple teaming Johnny Newton. It seems like at times and Seth, Seth Coleman Coleman really like, took yeah. advantage of that three sacks. Uh, got big time defensive awesome. player of the week. I believe sure did. Sure did. Um, which was huge for that. And then, you know, you mentioned about uh, Chase Brown making this offensive line good. I think there's certainly a part in that. But also, I mean, think about because of how good that defense was, the Illini could afford to run the ball as much as they could. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chase Brown's oh, yeah. out there running it like 30 times a game. Sometimes, did he run it 40 times one, that one game? Uh, Maybe. Maybe.
2: Late in the year, it seemed like he had to go for about I mean, about 40. they just they
1: just he relied never so got much. To 40, but he was in that
0: upper thirties. I
1: think mm-hmm. they they just had to rely yeah. so much on him, right? And he's still. I I don't think he led the uh, the country in necessarily uh, yards per attempt, but he led the country in total yards, oh, like yeah. rushing yards, because he Absolutely. ran the ball so much. And the defense keeping it low scoring allowed the line to do that. Now with the defense, they've played a lot better in the past few weeks. They have um, sure, but you know. With Aaron Henry's defense ranking last in the Big Ten scoring wise, you just can't afford to run the ball that much, especially when you don't have one of the best running backs in the country. And on top of that, your offensive line is just not
0: performing. But hey, Caden Fagan is is really onto something lately. I mean, got Big Ten freshman of the week last week and for good reason. I mean, he rushed for over eighty yards again. And, you know, he he came up when he needed to. I, I thought he looked really impressive.
2: He looked really good, and I'll tackle Faden here in a second. I know uh, on the defense, you're right, and, and that is something that we've hit on with Jay Lehman during the season in the sense that, you know, we've all seen it. The first, you know, scripted 15 plays, if you will, that Illinois runs, that first drive always looks pretty competent. You know, they, mm-hmm. they at least get right. it down the field. I know there's been times where we've wanted – them to score or even get a stinking
0: yard but look, I mean that,
2: that happens right I think that's that's something that happens in football but certainly is frustrating when you don't have Caden Fagan in to get that yard I think that's squarely on the coaches but when you look at that scripted portion of it it seems like it's it flows and then all of a sudden it doesn't now I think there's two reasons for that and one of them would be Barry Lunny and 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 the Plan and how that's working. But I think more to your point, it does seem like Illinois has been in a position then that they're always kind of playing from behind or having to change the script, if you will. And Jay Lehman has said that more than once that, you know, I don't know that we've ever really had a chance to run our entire game plan offensively because of the way things get tripped up a little bit. Now, the, to me, the the sign of a good offensive coordinator or a good offense is being able to adjust. We all understand not every game is going to go your way like you hope it does, but um, I think we were slow to adjust, and I think that's where Brett Bielma kind of took control and said, look, we're going to find some answers here on what, what's going to make this work. Obviously, they've had a lot of the injuries in the backfield. I mean, Josh McCray now for a second year in a row is somebody that you thought coming into a season could – gets you some really tough yards, and now he's kind mm-hmm. of non-existent. out for the season. Reggie Love, you know, is another guy that um, I thought was pretty good. Um, he's not Chase Brown, but he's been pretty good. And then, right. you know, you're seeing now Caden Fagan, like you brought up. Will, I mean, he's just a big kid, and I think oh, yeah. he simplifies things. And I think mm-hmm. that's what the offensive, uh, the offensive theme right now is to kind of let's simplify this run game a little bit to where we go to the blocking that just tells Caden Fagan, hey, follow this, here's your gap, you go to that gap, and use your power to get what you can. And we saw it against Maryland how many times, you know, he would break a tackle or two and get an extra one or two yards or continue to get first downs on third or fourth down. and. I think that's huge, and obviously he got a little nicked up, so now you're starting to worry uh, about your all-of-a-sudden backfield having five guys when Jordan Anderson was healthy down to where you got two. And, and having to bring, you know, a kid over from the defensive side to be your third guy. So that's a little worrisome when you know you've got a lot of West games left. And what I mean by that, as you guys know, I mean, that's it's just about ground and pound. Mm-hmm. So right. that worries me a little bit with the uh, health of Fagan and, and keeping lawfrey healthy. And Fidenzo, you know, of course, would have to step in if, if, right. if I'm saying that right, if that didn't <laughs> happen. So that worries me a little bit. But um, on the plus side, I think Luke Altmaier's been really good. You know, fifteen. He, he
0: really guys. has. And He's looked when a lot I better. Say
2: really good. I think I have to. You have to put it in the context that you have to adjust your expectations. Is that, yeah, you do. is that really good compared to some of the best quarterbacks in college football? No, no, no. But in terms of a guy coming in making his first starts essentially in college, and as a guy that you know you've got two more years with, hopefully. For him to be throwing, you know, fifteen hundred yards, obviously the the one more interception, the touchdown isn't the best. We know that, but there's been times where he's been behind against Purdue, or he's been behind against, you know, um, uh, Penn State, where he's kind of forced it to try to make something happen. But his ability to run the football, you know, two hundred yards on the ground, he's got fifteen hundred yards to the air. Right. I think you're getting everything you could have hoped for out of Luke Altmaier, and the the idea that you've got him for a couple more years is really exciting to me.
0: Yeah, I, I can't agree more. I mean, just from the first game of the season, I mean, of course he had that incredible reception by Casey Washington and against Toledo that essentially won Illinois the game. But then you go back to uh last week against Maryland. I mean, the first strike to Pat Bryant, that was a total dot. I mean it looks mm-hmm. right right in the breadbasket. The one interception he had was not should not have been. Not interception. his fault. That
1: was an offensive pass or it, sorry, defensive pass they missed.
0: Right. And Correct. overall, I mean did he make a couple rough throws and his pocket presence is still not great? Yes, but there is – he's showing signs that he's getting there. You know, he's, it, it's, it's game by game, and I, I'm i not going to say he looks more confident yet, but th- the signs are pointing to that we might have something working here, and that's
1: really all we're looking for. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, and, you know, talking about that confidence problem – um, I feel like he couldn't have reached a lower point um, in his first year with a, a big Power Five school than in that Penn State game where he had four interceptions. Oh, yeah. He's getting benched late in the game. Everyone's asking questions. Everyone, as you know, I'm sure, Lon, all over Twitter overreacts to everything. <laughs> oh, what? Well, except me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and four interceptions is is basically a green light for them to say, "All right, it's time to overreact again." Um, and yep. so. I will say that ever since that first game, his pocket presence has still been rough. I I really liked the way he was able to move in that pocket against Toledo, made the play of the game at the end. And, you know, after that Penn State game, I think his confidence has slowly begun to build. I mean, Mm -hmm. we still see that pocket presence. Uh, He's struggling, but I I see him relatively rhythmic whenever he gets protection, like back there making good throws he needs to make. I will say... That it can't go unnoticed. I mean, we mentioned it in our last podcast. It can't go unnoticed how that defense saved that game against Maryland. I mean, oh, without it's, a doubt. it's one thing, um, like you mentioned, Lon, those first drives always do look like really well put together. Like, it looks like the Illini have a plan going in, and that was the case against Maryland, that first drive, and then the last drive of the half after they did nothing in between, and then yes. fir- first drive of the second half, and then last drive of the second half. Everything in between there... Has just been really like they stall out every single time. They had three three and outs to start that fourth quarter against Maryland, but the defense held a very good Maryland offense to only three points. There allowed Illinois to be in position to win that game.
0: Yeah, great
2: points. I mean, I know that's you. You nailed it, and and I I think there's no doubt that they did that. And and you guys both, you know, I know Will, you mentioned the confidence and the pocket presence, and it, it sounds like Noah, you still would like to see a little bit better of that. And I agree. I think there's times. That, that is the case, but I think with any new quarterback, especially early on, as much as he was getting hit, I mean, even the incredible play against Toledo to Casey Washington, he had a guy bearing down on him that nobody touched. And so I think that's going to get in uh, a quarterback's head. I don't care how old you are or how young you are or a veteran and maybe give you a little bit of happy feet. So I'm with you there, but I, I think he's growing. I like his... I like I like his awareness, and I like the fact that he just doesn't get too, you know, excitable, and he doesn't get too down on himself, and we gave him heck the other day about his celebration against Maryland, where he just put his hands in the air, and I was like, we got to work on that. You know, <laughs> we we got to see a little bit more out of you, my man. We got the rest of the team sliding into the end zone, and you're just like walking around with his little smiley face, you know, it's like, let's
1: go. But, um, Be ready for but, the moment. Uh, right. I just think that Enjoy
2: that he's going to be an asset for this team, and Absolutely. I have been around way too many Illinois teams that have quarterbacks that struggle, and I know what it leads to. <laughs> so, the idea that I think it can only get better from here is going to be really helpful. And you guys are both right in the sense that when your defense plays to the level that we think it can, not like last—I mean, that was—I mean, I don't want to say that was an outlier because under. Um, no, oh, I'm I'm Walters? name now. But it, no, um, the, it was before this. It was about eight years ago. Or oh, whatever, but okay. Illinois uh, – oh, Vic Cunning, Vic Caning. Okay. You know, Illinois had like the, I think, third best defense in the country one year hmm. under Vic Caning. And so it's been there before, and we know that's the ability. And, heck, I can go back to the days with Kevin Hardy and John Holosek and, and Simeon Rice and those guys. I mean, Illinois has right. had their times when – Hell, you can go back to Dick Buckus, right? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah. we know it can happen, but you can't expect last year to be the case every year. So to be able to have a defense come around like they did this last Saturday, I don't think there's any doubt that Illinois needs to win with better defense. And and because I don't know that this offense is going to throw up a ton of points. I love Isaiah Williams. I love the idea that Casey Washington can get his thing and pat bryant obviously does some good things and our running attack is decent but i don't think we have the explosiveness to just go out and score 30 plus points so you're always going to need the ball control which illinois has not led in time of possession very often and you're going to need that defense to step up and they certainly have a couple of games even against penn state they they gave you everything they could and then finally right. just ran out of they gas yeah. you know and the turnovers killed them so I'm with you guys. I mean, I think defensively it's still how you're going to win a game if you're Illinois. If the defense comes to play uh, against Wisconsin, then I think you've got a chance to to beat Wisconsin, and it's going to be stopping that run, and I think it's going to be huge if we know if Keith Hamilton's going to play. If you see 88 out there, I think that's going to be a big asset for this this, uh, defense to be able to stop Braylon Allen and the Badgers.
0: Yeah, Lon, to your point, I, I agree. And to kind of transition into talking about that Wisconsin Keith game. Keith Randolph. Did I say Keith Hamilton? I'm sorry. I, 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 I heard you say yeah. Keith
1: Hamilton, and I was Randolph. like, hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah, to put the record straight, Keith Randolph Jr., obviously. Um, but, yeah, so Wisconsin obviously coming in without Tanner Mordecai. He's going to be out for an the, indefinite amount of time as of right now because of potentially his hand injury. the rest of the season. We don't even know yet. Um, so they're starting yeah. true uh, redshirt freshman Braden Locke and uh transfer from Mississippi State, correct? uh, I believe so. Um, that is right, yeah. And so, Wisconsin did not score a touchdown against Iowa last week and lost 15 to six. To (laughs) I guess, what a
1: score! By the way, it is the epitome of a Big Ten West West football score. Yeah,
0: Iowa's only touchdown of the game. Squares,
2: you know, five and six, you're probably. Not even paying attention to the game and then yeah. you end up winning
0: it. No, literally and <laughs> I was only touchdown of the game was off a eighty two yard touchdown run and their other points were two field goals and a safety. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. So the only touchdown <laughs> scored in that game was an eighty two yard run. Um but this is this Lon, this is probably the game where Aaron Henry is going to make his money as defensive coordinator. Because if they come out with a really good defensive game plan and hold Wisconsin to between seven and 13 points, which I don't think is impossible. I think this could really turn out to be a good game for Illinois. And you find yourself back at four and four, the season is right back in your hands. So, Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, no, will I think you bring up a good
2: point. I think Aaron Henry's slowly progressing here and, 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 and we needed it quicker than what happened, but I think he's getting there and I think you're right. I mean, I think he should be licking his chops. And, and every one of these, you know, defenders should be licking their chops against a quarterback that is brand new, you know, and he is a Mississippi State guy. That he and Altmire are both from Mississippi. We got a little bit of an egg bowl here going yeah. in, uh, in this one. Right. But, you know, Braden Locke, you know, has only carried three times for minus one yard. So I don't, I don't know that he's got maybe the ability to run like we think he does. Um, like Mordecai especially was a little bit better at that. Right. And then, of course – through the air, uh, we know the stats, you know, 16 to 31 and an interception, no touchdowns. Of course, that's tough when you're thrown into a game and not only that against a really good Iowa defense. I mean, let's be Oh honest, yeah. Fantastic. We can make fun of the, of the West and it should
0: be made fun of, but I, that <laughs> Iowa defense is pretty stinking good. So I'm with you is. on this. I think that's a great point. I think this
2: is a time for Aaron Henry to get these guys licking their chops and ready to just go cause havoc tomorrow against Wisconsin. And, You know, you blew them out last year at Camp Randall. It'd be nice to do it again, wouldn't it? Even though you're a two-point dog, I think it would get you right back, like you said, to four and four. And I said the other day on the show that Nebraska game is going to be the, oh, man, can you imagine if. And it seems like Illinois has that game. Last year it was the Indiana game where it's like, oh, my gosh, imagine Mm -hmm. if we wouldn't have lost to Indiana where we we would be. And then Bealman now three straight years he's gone on the road and – and two of the three years Penn State two years ago Mm -hmm. Michigan last year obviously they lost but should have won should have should have this year Maryland he's gone on the road and he's either won or come close to winning a big road game that kind of helped with the season I know two years ago they
0: ultimately fell short of a bowl but even Minnesota two years ago too yeah yeah and I I feel
2: like that this team yeah Minnesota another one a couple years ago so I just feel like if, if they can get the victory against Wisconsin, now all of a sudden you say to yourself, okay, shouldn't have lost Nebraska, probably shouldn't have beat Maryland, so we're kind of even again. And, yeah. and I don't know that, you know, you, you shouldn't have beaten Penn State, that's for sure. Now, Purdue, I don't know that you needed to be losing like you lost. That's the thing that stinks.
1: <laughs> me. Definitely not. <laughs> Nebraska I mean, team, we my God. <laughs> I don't do
2: well against Purdue and haven't for the last decade, but to lose like they did. That one is still the one that kind of mystifies me. But in terms of what you said, Will, I think if, if you could come out of this thing four and four knowing what you've got ahead, I think it'd be hard pressed as an Illini fan to sit there and complain about what's going on. I complained oh, absolutely. after Nebraska because that looked
1: like a you know what oh show. My, that had to be the we, worst we had, we had football right game to. I have no, ever watched. Right <laughs> I, I'm not even overselling that. They looked against them. They looked
2: that good against Nebraska. Or I'm sorry, against Maryland. So. I don't know. I think this would be a big game. This would kind of be the turning point game, I think. Obviously, Maryland would be. But to where you now still have Indiana ahead of you, you still have Northwestern. Those are
0: very winnable games. Absolutely. You've got
2: Minnesota, a team that Brett Beal has never lost to, I don't believe, and you've beaten two years in a row. Mm -hmm. So you've got some winnable games left that you could still do some damage to get to six wins or even seven. Couldn't agree more. At that point, you'd have to look back and say, well, It's kind of what I thought this team would do. They just took a (laughs) couple of different turns to get where we wanted, where we needed to go. I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at like if you start at the beginning of the season, and we kind of said this a lot last year. I think we predicted six and six, seven and five last year, and then you go at the end of the year, you're like you're eight and five. Everyone's like, "That's great," but you started out seven and one. It's all about the expectations switching up, and fans if we, let's just say the Illini do actually pick up this momentum that they got from Maryland and are able to win this game. Like, this is a huge game. I wouldn't say it's a must-win, but it feels close to it for momentum purposes in yeah, carrying for out sure. the rest of this year. For sure. And just competing with these Big Ten West teams. But no doubt. you just look at those expectations. Everything that went wrong, or like that could have went wrong in those first games, like few games outside of the miracle play against Toledo went wrong. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> like it really feels like it did. And yep. if you're able to rebound off of that after winning your biggest game since, in my opinion, your biggest game since Penn State We're in Maryland. About that, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that has to be the, the biggest one since then. And you're able to win that game if you can actually build off of that. That's just so huge. And you know, it's it's really just you have to have as close to a complete game once again. As possible. I know it wasn't a complete game last week. You still made mistakes, but everyone still... When you just, were the better football team. Yeah, just like everyone yeah. individually, they played like a team. I, I just, I didn't know what I was watching against Nebraska. It was actually, it left me speechless, and I just started laughing because there was nothing else I could do.
0: No, yeah, same here. I just
1: never seen <laughs> something that bad between the two teams as I did against Nebraska and yeah. Illinois. But it's, I, I do love about college football, its ability to be unpredictable, and that's why I hate teams like Alabama and Georgia and Clemson, yeah. Ohio State, all the teams that you know going into the season are going to be good, and that's just not fun to yeah, me. Really? Like only, unpre-
0: only Georgia and Michigan are those two teams yeah. this year. and that's why I like this oh, year. Right? It's, yeah.
1: This is so unpredictable, the unpredictability of college football, college sports. Uh, that's why also why I love March Madness. Oh, yeah. And Illinois has done exactly that this year. Not in quite the ways we expected, but, you know, that's the point, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. And, of course, we know Michigan now has the advantage of just going – scouting those teams in person.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I don't know ball what that's all about.
1: Ball
2: here and see what happens. You know, and you're right, and the other thing that's great about college football, and I had a chance to visit with Jim Rosso this morning from the News Gazette who does an unbelievable job there at that paper, and I, I mentioned to him we, we talked a little bit about, um having a cold beer tomorrow and he's not gonna be able to be there so i promised him i'd have one for him that's that's the kind of guy i am yeah i told him i said you know that's what i love about the college football saturday is the sense that you get a chance to be around friends you get a chance to see people you normally don't see during the season it's going to be beautiful weather tomorrow and the unpredictability is there like who knows Walking into Memorial Stadium tomorrow, who's going to win that game? Who knows who's going right. to play well? I mean, you would think on paper, you would sit there and think, okay, Illinois is coming off a very impressive win. Wisconsin is without their starting quarterback. Their backup doesn't look to be all that experienced, number one, which we know he's not, and number two, that good yet, because his stats show that. And it's just a simple fact of you know what they're going to try to do. They're going to run the football, and you're going to have to make Braden Locke beat you, the quarterback, which – if, if he can, then kudos to him. But of there's still that unpredictability about things, and, and that's what makes it fun, and that's what makes it frustrating at the same time. But I'll be there at Memorial Stadium, and I'll be in my horseshoe seat ready to roll, and I can't wait for it tomorrow. I think, again, the weather's going to be great.
0: I'll be there at 6.45 a.m. getting set up, making sure wow. ready to roll. So How about it? Let's go, man. It's time let's for play football. You, you guys need to get out of bed early tomorrow. <laughs> oh, we
1: definitely should actually. Uh, we'll be there late tonight for the uh, um, the basketball game. Will is actually uh, the play-by-play on Big Ten Plus. Oh, sweet. This is this is true. This is true. What so. a great opportunity, man! V- I'm very. Ex- that, I'm- that was something that. I know Very excited. when I was at SIU, and by the way, you guys will have me tonight
2: in terms of I will, I'll be in bed by 9.30. <laughs> you guys will just be waking up at 9.30 like my dad used to tell me when I was in college. But sure. when I was at SIU, I got to do a lot of play-by-play back in the day. In fact, one right. of the years I, I was the main play-by-play for the SIU women's basketball and followed them huh. to all the road games and everything. And that was such an experience and helped me out. Now, I've never been a good play by play guy I just never could figure it out but um but I always
1: enjoyed doing it and trying to do well it's a lot of so fun and fun I will that's going to be awesome Thank it's, you. A cha- well, it's a challenging yeah. job but yeah. will will does a great job i mean the fact that he was picked says uh, enough about his abilities that's to do awesome. that he did that, that all awesome. uh, all this past summer um broadcasted or, or did play by play for one of the Northwoods League baseball
0: teams
2: oh sweet okay so will this game where is it
0: brought I don't even know it's is on uh, game it's game? on Big Ten plus Big Ten plus oh, okay. so yeah. the uh, subsidiary to the Big Ten network and um, gotcha. 8, 8 p.m tonight so before we give our prediction mm-hmm. for the Wisconsin game in just a minute here we'll kind of talk about basketball but're yeah, we the we're uh, playing the Ottawa Braves from from Kansas in NAIA school. Um, the first ever meeting between these two programs, understandably so. Yes. <laughs> um, and <laughs> this is actually the first time I believe since 2017 that Ottawa is playing a Division One opponent, and the last time they played a Power Five school was nine years ago, I believe, when they played Kentucky.
1: Mm. Perfect time to shock oh, the world, wow. right?
0: I hope not. <laughs> I I would. I'm expecting to be. I mean, I'm I'm excited for the call, obviously, but I'm not expecting to right. Right. Close game by any means. Let's hope not. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, there is something about that
1: unpredictability we mentioned about football, and you can kind of carry that into basketball. I mean, you always start with that at the beginning of the year. Oh, yeah. But – you had so much talent last year, and that team just didn't work together well at all. You had the drama with the guys leaving. You this, had This team
0: might be glued, though. Like it, it, it based, based off the what pieces, they've said, but it like, really has the pieces I mean, to be a glued-together Also, team. who
1: doesn't say that going yep. into the year? It's, right, yeah. Right? You, know, you never hear
0: people negative about their own team before the start of the season. Well, Lon, I bet you're excited for Marcus Damask, I mean, considering SIU.
2: Heck, yeah. Listen, I've watched him closely the last four years, and, you know, he's got some limitations, there's no doubt. He's not going to be one of those guys that's living above the rim, and and he's not going to be the first guy down the court. But watching him at SIU when, you know, the last two seasons, when every team that Southern played, the focus was to stop to mask first. And and you talk about Johnny Newton getting double or triple team. Now he wasn't being triple team, but he certainly – had a fresh defender on him about every four minutes, and they would, you know, they would rotate in another defender to just just get in his face. And Damask really had to learn how to use his body underneath, how to kind of use his strength. He's a strong kid. He can hit the shot. There's no doubt. He's got a big range. I mean, he can. He's strong enough. He can go out pretty far outside that three-point range. Not oh yeah. that I encourage people to do something like <laughs> After that. After
1: last but, year, um, I don't know if we should. Except <laughs> staff, you know, in the crew. But
2: I just think, uh, I think Damask is going to be a nice ingredient for this team. And I think he's Without a, a doubt. team, well, I don't think. I know he's a team-first guy. And oh yeah, not that that's been a problem. Not that that's been a problem, although I think there's been a couple of ideas where we could look at in the last year. But I think he is the kind of guy that is going to – he doesn't care about how much he scores. He doesn't care about any of that. He just wants to make sure that this team is, is is going at a good level, and he always was that way at Southern. Now, he ended up having to score a lot at SIU. I don't know that he has to do that here. So mm-hmm. I, I think, um, you know, Derek Piper talked about it the other day, that Illinois is going to run some sets through him because he's such a good passer. And, again, he's strong enough underneath to where he can, can – kind of control his guy with his, you know, his butt and his kind of strength to where he can get into a position where he can get the ball and then be able to make the next pass that needs to happen to make, hopefully set up Luke Goody for a three or some of these other guys, Coleman, Shannon, et cetera. So, oh, yeah, and I think, I, you know, I know we're not centered com- completely on Damask, but I really think that he's going to be, uh, a, a player that Illinois fans by the end of the year are going to love. I don't, he's not Lucas Johnson. He's not going to take every charge in the world. You know, he's not one of those guys. And he's not even really, from what I've seen at Southern, he's not like one of these rah-rah guys where he's going to be all fired up every game. In fact, right. it's going to be the opposite. You're, he's just so – Like a Kawhi. Just kind of qu- calm. Yeah, exactly. And But I think at the end of the day, when you look at his stats – and, and those that build basketball at the end of the day are going to say, you know what, that kid's doing a hell of a lot to help this team win. So yeah. I think we're going to really like Marcus Damask, And I hope you guys are – when you talk about, you know, the – I'm worried still, and I told – I said the other day that, you know, in, in the court of law, you're innocent until proven guilty. I'm
1: I was gonna actually going to bring this, this up. I was going to bring this Illinois up. Illinois <laughs> as guilty into, until proven innocent because
0: last year was ugly to watch at times without a point guard and without no a lot of the flow
2: – I don't see that you've improved that that much, and I'm not ripping
1: Ty Rogers. I love that kid. Rebounding is my favorite thing in basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, I love the, the way he plays. At oh yeah. Elite level.
2: And Pretty. So you know, I, and I know that Dre, you know, Lawhorn could come in and maybe run the point, and who knows, Nico. I think if we get to that point, we might have some problems. But <laughs> I, I just, I just worry about the flow of this offense, and there's nothing really that was done that has taken my mind off that until they prove that they can do it. And when they do, then I'll give them credit as much as I can.
1: Yeah, and I will go back briefly to Domask. I think that you know what you mentioned about him just playing for the team, I think he's a perfect example of what the Illini lacked last year. I mean, you have a lot of guys playing for themselves. I'm not talking about the guys like uh, Sincere or or Ty or necessarily Coleman or um, TJ, but you have – you had guys, a lot of guys, who were playing just for themselves. And this year, it feels like at least, I mean, you know, the first uh, press conference that they had, Underwood talked a lot about the leadership and how it's just night and day from last year. You have everyone stepping up wanting to be a leader. They all care about this team. They don't care about their own, um, you know, aspirations going to the NBA. Obviously, that's in the back of their minds, and that's a big motivation. But they're all focusing on the team themselves. And then, you know, to kind of transition – Uh, From that, Ty Rogers is also guilty until proven innocent at that role. Mm -hmm. He has to prove himself. We can't just um, already be high on him until he actually shows what he can do because he is not a threat from outside of the paint. No, he's not. Not yet. I think now we shouldn't expect him to go out and shoot um, three-point shots consistently. I would love to see a mid-range game like be a threat out there so they're not guarding you like you're Ben Simmons.
0: Yeah I, w- yeah, I was going to say that's probably what I'm gonna, going to be one of my talking points in the broadcast tonight is Illinois, it seems like they have on paper what they need besides that point guard spot, and I know that Brad right. Underwood was saying, oh, everyone's not confident in it, but I am, and at the end of the day, it should re- really be what only matters, but... Yeah. As long as both <laughs> no, Underwood you're, and Rodgers are confident. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, there's, there's, there's reason to be excited for this Illinois basketball team, and... Since no we since we uh we still got to predict a Wisconsin football game. Uh, might as well get to that <laughs> now. To go back to that. Um, but uh, Lon, you want to help us out and give a prediction yeah, for let's, let's the hear game it, tomorrow? Tomorrow?
2: <laughs> it, This this would have been with all things equal, and that means all quarterbacks healthy. I I believe I would have gone a Wisconsin victory, but I just can't believe that losing Mordecai and throwing Locke in. You know, essentially a week after basically being plugged into play. I, I just can't believe that Illinois' defense cannot do enough to contain the Wisconsin running game to where they win this game. I think you'll see some field goals on both sides in this one, and obviously Caleb has hit two game winners this year, Caleb Griffin, and, um, and I trust him. I wish he was a little bit more on spot, but obviously when clutch time rolls around, he's there, but I'm going to go Illinois. I, I just, and, and this to me, isn't a Homer pick. I, I just, with, with all things equal, I, I like Altmaier versus a backup and yeah, and if Fagan can stay healthy and can do his damage, he's not Braylon Allen yet, but I think he can make There's up that. for a lot of that more so than, Lock can make up against Altmeyer. so I'll go Illinois twenty and Wisconsin thirteen. Expect some field goals. Expect a little bit of some ugly play, but I'm going to go a line out to get to four and four, and uh, then start thinking ahead and seeing what else they can get accomplished this season.
0: Sure, Noah.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead after Lon. Um, I originally uh towards the middle of the week actually picked Wisconsin to win sixteen to fourteen. And a lot of that was because, uh, Lon, you haven't heard, but the past three predictions that Will and I have had, I'm sure they are very similar to everyone else's. We picked Illinois to beat Purdue and Nebraska and to lose to Maryland. So we are 0 for 3, 0 for 3, like not even close in any of them. And so I was like, you know, what if I just pick Wisconsin and then just go 0 for 4? Like, is that the trend that needs to happen here? Would I be taking one for the team? Right?
0: Yeah, you would be. <laughs> but I make,
1: uh, that, that makes it tough that I have to actually side with you on this one. I think that Illinois learned so much from those Purdue and Nebraska games. And th- they they were more talented. I'm still convinced they're more talented than both of those teams. But every it felt like every side of the ball just did not perform up to I standard. I mean, look at last week's um, special teams. Look at Isaiah Williams, the two punt returns. Uh, the, the, the long kick return. I mean, I know the offense stalled out on those drives, but just the confidence that it gives the entire team when you start to see everyone chip in. And yep. I'd like to think that trend will continue. I, I think that it will. I, I know that not even experts can predict what this Illinois football team will do. So I, I know it's for, for sure as hell I can't, but I'm going to try. And I think that the Illini will end up winning a close one. I think that they keep Wisconsin in there with a, a few mistakes here and there. I, I think they win 17-13. Uh, to 13. There you go. All right. Well,
0: unfortunately, I'm going to have to play the pessimist role here. Oh, uh, um, yeah, okay. wow.
1: Okay, Lon, this guy <laughs> used to be a big Wisconsin guy, so th- there's that, a little that has, bit of... that
0: has nothing to do with it, and that should not have been said because that's no longer the case. <laughs> um, but uh, I may or may not have grown up a Badger fan. Um, okay. I'll, right, I'll right, let, I'll let, the, I'll
1: let keep, the... Keep that in the back of your mind, Lon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but so I view this... Maryland win as the equivalent of the Penn State win from 2021. What, are the, what did Illinois do the weekend after? Laid an egg against yes. Rutgers. Rutgers. Laid yeah. an egg. And they looked horrible. They so, did. in my opinion, I think Illinois is going to be riding that win last, last weekend a little too high. And they're, okay. they're going to, unfortunately, kind of disappoint a lot of us fans. And the thing is, like... There is no reason at all. Illinois should not win this football game tomorrow. No reason. I don't all all. about
1: no reason, but I definitely see that the I with without Tanner Mordica on the opposite that's, that's end. That's what I'm
0: saying because you're going to scheme around Braylon Allen, and that's going to be the only way Wisconsin is probably going to move the ball effectively. Yeah, that, and even their backup running back is out. Exactly. So Braylon the, Allen will the depth get is
1: gone. He'll yeah. he'll
0: get his run. He'll get his rushing yards. But. Sure. At the end of the day, I think a big Illinois turnover sets Wisconsin up for one easy touchdown. Their offense also scores a touchdown, so they yeah. so Wisconsin will put up fourteen points, and Illinois thirteen is not going to be enough. They'll score, they'll Got score, it. they'll score a touchdown the first drive of the game.
1: They'll they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll,
0: they'll look really good that first
1: drive. But I'll then the
0: offense stalls out, kicks two <laughs> field goals. They'll have a chance at the end of the game, but they can't get into field goal range. And Wisconsin is going to come in tomorrow Memorial tomorrow and get a win. I mean. I, do I want yeah. that to happen? No, and I want Illinois to prove me wrong. But some—I mean—someone has to play the pessimist role here. Yeah, but that I say, will
2: I hope? I hope you do a crappy <laughs> job on the call. <laughs> <day. laughs>
0: but can, can, I just, can I agree with that? <laughs> I I want to see Illinois win this game. They should win this game on paper. Like I said, there's really no reason why they shouldn't. I think if I Aaron Henry, if Aaron Henry comes to play and his defense is ready to go, which I believe they will be. That They have a shot, but at the end of the day, it's going to be the offense who has to win the game tomorrow.
1: I agree, and the only other thing I'll say about this uh, before we uh, maybe talk about our expectations for tonight uh, with basketball is that you mentioned the hangover loss, and yes, I know all about those. Uh, Illinois loves having hangover losses, mm-hmm. trust me. I mean, I haven't been an Illinois fan nearly as long as Lon has, but you know I've watched since sure. I was like eight years old. I've seen so many struggles. I think that the losses against Purdue and Nebraska were so horribly bad, they were absolutely horrific, that even after a good win, they're still not um, completely high. Like, l- looking past Wisconsin, that's something I really that hope that the they case. were so bad before that that I think that right. that, is, that has helped them really figure out what they are doing wrong. And a complete team win that we saw last week, I feel it gives them a really good sense of how to play yeah. in a big game
0: tomorrow. I agree. I, I, I think totally if uh, – I,
2: I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And again, we talked about you just never know the unexpected,
0: right? Right.
2: And unfortunately, turnover battles um, the big thing neither, tomorrow. Neither team is that dominant to where you can just sit here and definitely say for sure that this
0: is going to happen. It's oh, not without like, a doubt. You know, a Michigan rolling in here, although, hell, Illinois gave them everything they
2: could last year. But no, I, I, I'm with you. It's the unpredictability of it, and it should be a fun one tomorrow.
1: It should. And uh, we won't give predictions for basketball just because it's an exhibition game. I mean, we'll probably be predicting 30, 40-point wins or more. Right. Um, exactly. I just I just want to hear, Lon, from your perspective, going tonight, I, I know you said you're going to be in bed by 9.30, <laughs> so you probably won't watch much, if at all, because it's on Big Ten Plus. But what do you expect, you know, when you wake up in the morning reading about it, what, what do you want to see specifically, whether it's like, the the way the offense is going or specific players that you want to see improvements or any clarity from?
2: Yeah, well, I I think we all want to see the three-point percentage. I think that's number one, right? right? I think that last year, I know Brad Underwood mentioned recently that he thought his team led the country in forced three-pointers early in the clock. And so, in other words, you're not letting your offense run. But part of that is I don't think your offense was ever going to run. I don't know how much time you needed on your clock to get that offense running. So, (laughs) uh, in in a sense, um, yeah, he's correct. But in a sense, that's kind of what your offense led to. So, I don't – listen, I'm not expecting this team to wake up tomorrow or wake – you know, wake wake up today essentially before the game and all of a sudden become, you know, one of the top five three-point shooting teams in the Big Ten. But it's got to be better than what it was last year. And do you need it against Ottawa? No. Should you need it against, you know, Rutgers, Penn State? Probably not. Are you going to need it against, you know, a Michigan State and a Purdue? Are you going to need it against uh, the eight of the ten? Yeah, top ten teams are going (laughs) to be playing this year. You know, I mean – you you're going to need some sort of threat from the outside. I think the one thing, I'll say this, and then I do need to cut it short with you guys just a bit cuz I got to get back to
1: my other That's fine. Problems, you're you're, you're you a know. busy guy, would completely understand.
2: That, that insurance job, you know, hey, that's how <laughs> <laughs> you talk about excitement. Um, but but the thing that I I think that Illinois has to do game in and game out this year to win games is control the rebounding. And there's no reason why they should not control the rebounding. With Gary A now coming aboard, I think Damask will be good. Ty Rogers is great for his um, in terms of where he's basically a point guard. I think he can get you six rebounds a game. Shannon's oh, sure. athletic enough to do it. Coleman doesn't ever get a ton, but he can get you some. And then you're talking about Dane Danger that should be able to get. I mean, you, you have, and, and you know, and is the Hartman kid, you know, uh, Justin, uh, am I saying that? Did I say Harman, that Harman, Justin Harman. Harmon. I'm sorry, not Hartman, my bad. <laughs> um, it's going to sound stupid to the next thing out of my mouth, but I think he's going to be a pretty big key to this team. I think he's going to be one of those guys that's a pretty solid 10-point kind of guy, maybe That'd be great. Five, four or five rebounds a game. That'd be awesome. I think he's going to help you out. So I think Illinois has got to dominate on the rebounding all season, and that means offensive rebounds because they're going to miss shots still. But um, in terms of individual, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't really – I'm anxious to see what Damask does. I know what Shannon's going to do. I, I'm anxious to see if, if Coleman is any more aggressive with his shots since the scouts and the NBA have told him to be so. So that will be interesting to watch. Uh, I think having Luke for a season will be nice because when he's in the game, he can obviously stretch the floor, and I think that's what this team needs more than anything. And so, and I'm big on Harmon, and and I think Dane looks good. And so when he gives his chance, I mean, and on and on. I mean, this is such a deep team. You could go on for an hour and forget somebody that you should have brought up probably first. So I'm really expecting rebound dominance. I want to see a little bit better shooting. I don't know if it's going to happen. And right now I'm still cynical on the offense and the flow. Now, it doesn't mean they won't beat Ottawa by 30, but I'm just kind of cynical on how it's going to work. And again, they're they're guilty until proven innocent. With me, until I right, I
0: agree out of this team. Yeah, and um, but, but we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll 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 just let him go. Uh,
1: yeah. I know you're 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 busy, guys. You mentioned Lon <laughs> with a really exciting insurance job. But uh, you before, but awesome before you
0: go, Lon, old, you know, one <laughs> down, he needs a nap. <laughs> one <laughs> final thought to uh, kind of touch on that three point from last year, 329th in the nation oh. of D one teams. I had that on my future. spotting chart for tonight. Every single so. time I hear that, a part of my soul dies. Yeah, last, oh, in, last in the Big Ten, man, the 329th the in the first, nation. But man, yeah. there's 352 oh. Division One programs, and Illinois was 329th. Yeah, so you know, yeah. well, on such a lovely note as that. <laughs> um Lon,
1: Lon it has been <laughs> so absolutely much, a pleasure it. having a, you on here I'm glad I um thought of you for a guest uh it's been very entertaining yeah. you know a lot uh you know watching the, the Illini for years being able to talk about them almost every day on your show I'm sure helps with uh keeping up to date with Derek and everything I really appreciate no you coming on um and you know have a lot of fun uh tomorrow you know maybe if I get up early enough I'll stop by uh absolutely. your tailgate you know um and, you know, un- until then, thanks so much once again. Yeah,
2: appreciate it, Lon. Yeah, Will, th- th- yeah, Will good luck tonight and have fun. Thank man. you. That's the most Thank important you. thing is have some fun with it. You're going to get better. That's of what I would say, you know, because of course. whenever you hear yourself. You know, as you as you start, and you know you've done this for a while now. So yeah, it, you're 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 going to listen to your. In three years, you're going to look back and say, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, I was terrible." But
0: it really it's just, That's how I already feel about volleyball. I'll tell you that so much. Have fun.
2: Be, you know, just continue to get
0: better at it. Noah, I miss you. Yes, it was sir. Great, all the stuff you did for us. Certainly, of course, that was fun,
2: and I basically have an hour to cram some work together before heading to Pia's. That's right. For the show today. I
1: so, yeah, I, I apologize. I I don't know no, if you know good. any you're of good. this. Again, um, the insurance world is it.
2: Look, we're not, we're not saving <laughs> lives here, so I can I can get what I need to get down here pretty quick. But I appreciate you guys
1: having me on, and. Good luck with the podcast, and good luck with everything, and go Alana. Let's get her going. Go done. Alina, Lon. Uh, uh, Tell Alon, everyone at P.S. I said hi as well. Diane, we'll uh, Derek, everybody. Will do. See you, boys. Yeah, see you, on.
0: Thanks so much. Thanks, Lon. Right. And uh, with that being said, another thank you to Alante, but uh, enjoy some Illinois basketball tonight. If you got Big Ten Plus, even if you don't have Big Ten and Plus, it's only nine ninety five for the Illinois Package right. for a month, and you'll be able to watch four Illinois basketball games on Big Ten Plus this season, and... I, this is not the only one I'm calling. I'm calling the one against Oakland three Fridays from tonight as well. Mr. Big Shot. Mr. So, Biggie, Biggie Shot. I will say. Um, but yeah. if you do order Big Ten Plus, it's only $10 for the month. That's true. And, uh, and
1: I will also. He's a big producer for Big Ten I, Plus. I am a big producer. Not only will you hear Will's voice, but everything that you see on the broadcast will be somewhat delegated by Coordinated by, by the big guy over here. Yeah. The, the big man on campus. BMOC. BMOC. <laughs> um, <laughs> We are all working together for that broadcast. This is the first one men's basketball I've ever worked, and Mm -hmm. this is also your first announcing a lot of things riding on tonight as well as, you know, what can be our early season expectations for this basketball team. And also tune in tomorrow for the Illini homecoming game against Wisconsin. It's a really exciting
0: weekend for the Illini. It sure is, and, uh, you know, just got to keep our fingers crossed that everything goes well, and just happy homecoming, ILL. I and I. See you next time.